Hello and welcome to the Saturday Down South Podcast. It is SEC Media Days. Well, no longer. SEC Media Days are over. They are done. They are finished. I'm Connor Guerra. He is Chris Marler. Chris, I am no longer an SEC Media Days virgin. You're not. I'm sharing it with the world. I've experienced yeah. it. It's awkward when you say it like that, but yeah. It really is. Four days have come and gone, and there really wasn't a massive story this week. And I think that in a massive city, I think we were all kind of had our hopes up that there would be some big headline grabby story, but I didn't think there really was that one specific one. I was hoping for something exciting to happen. Not like the Missouri-Florida thing, because that was not exciting. Um, but something like like during Saban's press conference, like the lights going out. Ooh. Like The Undertaker, and then all of a sudden Kiffin just appears. That would be Didn't fantastic. Not, there was, I mean, honestly, media day is like, I look forward to it every year, but it's like, it's kind of like going to like Thanksgiving with like your extended family. Like, you don't really want to go, but like you put on your nice clothes and just have forced conversation for a while. You end up really full and tired by the end of it. Yeah. It's, you see people that like you rarely see in real life, but are friends with on the internet. Yeah. You don't go for like the food. You go for the drama. Talk about football a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, we do want to tease. We have an awesome uh, interview with uh, with Paul Feinbaum coming up. He was gracious enough to join us for a little bit. Very uh, busy man this week. I'm I glad think. we got him last. That that worked out well. That was perfect <laughs> timing for me. It's great. Um, but yeah, Paul didn't make headlines this year the way that he did a couple years ago when uh, he, of course, got into the spat with Nick Saban, he did not have any sort of beef with Nick Saban, but he agreed, though, that like there wasn't that one big story this year, and that was okay. I mean, there were a lot of good little stories that came out, and there were a few good little ones today. On the final day, of course, we had Auburn kicking things off. Gus Malzahn did not have to answer a bunch of questions about UCF, as maybe I anticipated. Yeah, but he, he said had, he had no opinion on it. <laughs> he basically dismissed it and was like, yeah, we're on 2018. Uh, was that, that was okay, Gus Malzahn. Pretty bad. That was pretty bad. I see, like, I was surprised there weren't more UCF questions. I was really surprised he didn't have any questions about the pressure of his contract. Yeah, he paid $49 million for winning a state championship. That's, that's never true. happened in the history of coaching. That's true. You tweeted that out today, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. I just want to drop that line in there that's since good. you didn't give me a shout-out yesterday for the Twitter. So I'm sorry. Like, your, tw- yeah. your Twitter game was strong and I got this my week. voice back, too. I know. For all those of you who do not know, Marler has been running our Twitter account all week. It has been straight fire. I had someone uh, come up to me today at Media Days and talk about how great it was. Uh, shout out Carlisle, I believe her name was. Carlisle. <laughs> that's, that's a southern so, name. It's like I've a shared. It's like one name. Fan of, fan of SES, fan of the podcast. And she was like, hey, Twitter game has been really strong. So right. congrats. Sick brag to you. Uh, Malzahn, though, I thought, was, um, I thought he was actually a little bit more transparent uh, than I thought. Yeah. He got into some stuff about – you know, just talking about a guy like Jared Stidham, who's been uh, a fixture of this league now for the past year, really dominating the conversation because he came with such a high pro- profile. Right. And, man, what, what a year that guy has had. I mean, Stidham has been given the responsibility in this offense to make checks at the line of scrimmage. And that was something that, that Gus Malzahn talked about and giving him more freedom in this offense. You don't really get a lot of scheme talk um, yeah. at these things, but that was, I thought, at least I mean, somewhat to revealing. To be fair, I don't feel like a lot of the quarterbacks in the past, like we were setting the bar pretty low. Like Jeremy Johnson wasn't going to be getting that, that no, info. No, 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 no. 
It's like uh, he's not getting the nuclear codes for yeah. his offense. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I think uh, I think Stidham earned that right over the past year, and I think he he had a few comments too in his in his uh, availability where he was talking about yeah, basically by the end of the year, I knew what we were checking to ninety nine percent of the time. I just wasn't the one doing the checking. Right. And this year, he said actually part of the big a big reason why he came back was this freedom and this ability to check in the offense. And I think that that's rare for a college quarterback, and he's going to be given all these responsibilities. He impressed me today. I'm not going to lie. He was he and Damian Harris were maybe the two most impressive people that we saw this week. Just yeah, in terms I enjoyed of Harris a lot. It. I mean, and Stidham's like that's what we were talking about yesterday. It's like he's one of the few, not celebrities, but he's a household well name. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I think he's a household name nationally. I think that's you fair. You think so? Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I think a guy who is a preseason top seven, eight. You know, Heisman contender comes from a, you know, we would call it a big market team. That's Auburn. I mean, I've never heard Auburn be described <laughs> as a big market, but yes, that's fair. Uh, a, a team with a massive fan base. Let's yeah, leave true. it at that. And honestly, like I was a little bit surprised there weren't more Auburn fans today because I've always said there are more Auburn fans in Atlanta than there are Auburn. And like there was a, there was a decent crowd, decent but it was crowd. mainly the, the guy with the, the cat dog. It's not a cat dog. His name is Tiger Jake. I got to meet him. Sick brag. That's I'm saving that for later because I got I got the the story behind Tiger Jake. That's for it might mean too much. Okay. So spoiler alert. You already know what's coming. Uh, but yeah, Auburn did not have to answer a ton of questions about this bittersweet ending that it had to 2017. And instead, in 2018, we're looking ahead to what Gus Malzahn called the most difficult oh, yeah. schedule in America. And he might have a pretty good case given the fact that you got to open with Washington a preseason top 10 team at a neutral site you've got to go to Georgia you got to go to Alabama yeah. you got to go to Mississippi State you get LSU at home it's not I always love the the odd years like every other year when he's like we got to go to Georgia and Alabama it's like okay but then the next year <laughs> right. you get them both at home and you're like well we've got a fortune we got them both at home look what happened yeah. um, that Washington game is gonna be real tough yeah, anybody sleeping on that in the SEC just because they got to travel a long ways. I think you actually said that a few weeks ago. I think Washington's going to win because they have one of the best front sevens in the country. But oh, I oh. still think Auburn's going to be very good this year. Uh, especially, I mean, if they have any kind of like decent depth at receiver, because they lost two receivers in the spring to 20 ACLs. Right. Also, stat of the year, throw this out there, Eli Stove averaging more yards per carry on jet sweeps than he was like in yards per reception. That's a lot of jet sweeps. That, oh, God. <laughs> Matt so Canada. Many. Somewhere Matt Canada was just like, go Ooh. on. <laughs> Continue. Six to midnight. Uh, shout, shout out Matt Canada, uh, who's definitely listening to this, now the offensive coordinator at Maryland. But, yeah, Auburn had uh, not really that eventful of a day. Gus Malzahn talked about how he wants to have a nine-game conference schedule. Also revealed that uh, this might have been a good one for him, might mean too much, but I'm just going to say it now because it's so good. He had an Auburn fan who – asked him to sign his colonoscopy. I'm sorry, what? How yeah. did I miss that? Yeah, that's a real when thing. When did that happen? He said that on SEC Network. He didn't say that in the press conference. But, yeah, that's a real thing that, that he said. So Yeah, that's not good. The, the perks of getting a $49 million contract. Usually, like, look, if you have a colonoscopy, you don't want anyone to even know what happened. Yeah, who just has that with them? Yeah, I don't know. I, that's really, I don't even know what they would have with them. Let's move on. No, I, I need to. I need to get no. one more thing. Not on the colonoscopies specifically, but do you have that in a backpack somewhere? Do you have that? No. In like, like the picture of it. Like, I how does that not. work? Yeah. It's oh, like you man. just have it like on your fridge. 
Like it's like an ultrasound. Like that's me. That's my downstairs. That's kind of what I was thinking. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Oh. This, this got turned south. Jeesh. Let's go back to Tiger Jake. Yeah. Let's, let's go back to Tiger Jake. Uh, yeah. So uh, Auburn kicked things off here, and then Vandy got the nice little sandwich. Vandy did not have to worry about being the last team. Uh, Vandy, Derek Mason, you know you're going to be inspired by what he has to say. But I you did know not, not know that. <laughs> what? Whatever he was drinking, or I want some. Because he was incredible today. I think it's Kool Aid. I don't know about that. It it was, he he was on one. He like, he was very entertaining. He was very motivating at the end. Like I, I really enjoyed him. Probably the most entertaining out of any of the press conferences. But he said a lot of bold statements about Vanderbilt. First yeah. off, he said, Com- "Wait, Commodore Nation. That's not a real thing. That's a cul-de-sac in Brentwood. That's not. That's not a real thing." He said that he's not scared of going into Notre Dame because they play against the SEC. Wow. And, but then, then follow that up, the next sentence was, I'm more concerned with Middle Tennessee State. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, it's the opener, so I get that. Okay. Sure. Yeah. They have a horse that's blue. It's like, a, it's like a blue horse named Lightning. He's worried about them. Wait, so what's the difference between Middle Tennessee State and the school you went to? I went to Middle Tennessee State. Wait a minute. So we're talking about your alma mater here? No, I was only there for like four months. I went for one semester. I hate uh, it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Okay. So that's Go that, doors. That, that to you is Jared Sedum to, to Baylor. More nah, or less. I don't think with the same success, but the, yeah. I was I was trying to compliment you. you I wasn't said, allowed to audible. You said on the last podcast that I didn't compliment you enough. I was you, trying to you set you up. You were pouty yesterday. You were very pouty yesterday. Pouty. I was a little pouty. I was basically the, the, the person in the, the Snickers commercial that needed yeah. a Snickers. That was me. I said that, yeah, but you were talking over me. So it's, it's good. I'm sorry. What do we want to talk about next? Sorry. No, the sorry. Vanderbilt thing, what, what blew my mind, like, there was one comment he made about Juwan Williams, who's a, de- a defensive back in the Vandy secondary, mm-hmm. and he said he's the best defensive back that he's ever coached besides Richard Sherman. Yowza. Yeah. I don't know who all he's really coached, but that's still, that's a pretty high praise. I feel like Stanford's probably had some good defensive backs not named Richard Sherman, too. Yeah, I so would think so, right? That's it's pretty high praise. I would um, what else did he say? He he made a comment about how they have the best depth. Yeah. Uh, that they've ever had. Ooh, said that he has nine guys in the defensive line who weigh three hundred pounds. That was a really weird thing to say. Like that was like that that was the benchmark. Yeah. So depth. Yeah. I got a lot of fat people on my team. I wanted to see the look on Derek Mason's face when they did the. We're going to reference heavyweights again. But when they did the weigh-ins and yeah. he had all of his defensive linemen step on the scales and he realized that that ninth guy got to 300 pounds, he just yeah. fist pumps and he's so happy. That would be great to see. Yeah. That would be probably more entertaining than Vandy's season. Yeah, but and you kind of feel for the guy because he really is like I, – I, it's good that he believes what he's saying, but it's also sad because you know how the story ends. I know. He's one of the longest-tenured coaches in the SEC now. He's been here for like four years. Is that real? Yeah. Good Lord. It's been, yeah, since 2013, right? I don't know. Yeah. Good for him, though. Yeah, he said, uh, what, what was the comment that he had? It was like something to the effect of, I know there are a lot of people sleeping on Vandy, but we're coming for you. And we're, yeah. everybody was just like, all right. I think my favorite sure. quote was when somebody, there was a lot of like rude questions, I thought, today. Um, it was just like basically humble brags about their own team that they cover. Mm-hmm. But somebody was like, you know, uh, the Alabama game, what was the, like, Highs and lows emotionally. I forgot the exact quote, but it was something along those lines from that week. And he was like, yeah, you know, they beat the brakes off us. I got my feelings a little bit. And I was like, turn that up. There we go, Derek Mason. I want to know what Derek Mason does when he gets in his feelings. I'm assuming puts on Drake and draws a bath like everyone does. Yeah, I definitely do that. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. That, well, I would say, yeah, it's definitely Fine bomb doesn't. 
Fine one. I already know. Yeah, we, we have nothing in common. <laughs> Gosh. Derek Mason was also asked a question by a certain reporter from this very podcast oh boy, about Larry Fedora's comments. Larry Fedora, UNC coach, had some electric comments the other day about football being under attack. Basically questioned the use of CTE and the sport. And it if escalated CTE was pretty a, quickly to something about America. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then said if this is the way that it continues, that he thinks that our country is basically like going downhill. What do I think about the new helmets? Well, this country's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. I didn't hear the question that prompted that response. But yeah, we weren't at that, that conference. No, but all you needed to hear was the answer because yeah. that was – there's no way that the question was like, so CTE, not real, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. That We're all on board it. with this, right? We can all agree. <laughs> oh, but I did, I did ask uh, Derek Mason about what he thought about Larry Fedor's comments because Derek Mason is a defensive guy. And he had a really good answer, I thought. I mean, he said, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want to say or agree with what he had to say. You know, Larry Fedora's got an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. Um, mine is just that we protect our athletes. We do everything that we can yeah. in our power to be able to watch out for concussions, blah, blah, blah. So in other words, Larry Fedora, you're wrong, but concussions exist. They are a thing. We are watching out for them. We're into player safety. Also, worst last name ever. Fedora's don't. It's not that bad. Okay. Let's I think it's kind of cool. And you think fedoras are cool? No, no. Like that's, Argyle ones? That's not what I said. I'm not at that point in my life yet. I'm getting there. I can see that. Yeah, that's fair. In a hurry. Uh, but yeah, I asked that question to Will Muschamp too, and he said he doesn't think our game's under attack. And Will Muschamp, as we learned today, is pretty much the voice of reason for everything. Will Muschamp was was incredible. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was. He was really, really funny. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had never seen Will Muschamp in a big press conference setting like this at right. SC Media Days in person, and I thought that he was he, he blew my expectations out of the water because I assume he's a scowly type of guy all the time. Scary, scowly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying it's scary. Like, oh yeah, scary yeah. like a like, like a kid. <laughs> I'm scared. I there are certain images of of Will Muschamp that I just can't get out of my no. head. And to me, those are so ingrained that whenever he gets up to the podium, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be like the coach in waiting at Texas for like, I don't know, what seemed like 10 years ago. Good for him, though. Look at him now. Remember when he was the coach of the future of Florida? Too soon. We don't have to go on that. Way too soon. Yeah. Sorry. That was tough. Yeah. We did some, we we praised Florida a little bit with with, with Chris Doring, I think, the other day. So I think, yeah, that was, was, I like him a lot. I'm not sure I liked him as much after what we talked about yesterday with the the Jordan thing. Yeah. The kicks. That was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. Huge but, rival of Missouri now. Yeah, go figure. Power shift. Big Mizzou-Florida rivalry going to get hot real quick. Uh, South Carolina did have some nice representation, I thought, getting to talk to Jake Bentley, Debo Samuel, a couple guys who are fixtures in this conference now that are very well-known around college football. I don't know if Debo Samuel is known nationally as much as um, maybe, maybe I think, I think he will be by season's end and it's more of a untapped potential because of his injuries so far. Yeah. If you like project his numbers from last year right, over right. a full season, he's going to break every record in every single category. <laughs> he's going to have like 28, like return kickoffs. He's going to be the all purpose guy. Hands down. Not I would think close. so. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close, but yeah, it was interesting getting to talk to them. Um, my question to Jake Bentley was pretty obvious i wanted to know why everybody makes the joke about him being in high school still and if he hears that if he gets annoyed by it 
And more or less, he's like, yeah, no, I don't really pay attention to that. But he did laugh when I said it. So he, he definitely acknowledges <laughs> it. And he said, when I watch a game, I actually, you know, I hear it. And I hear people say that because people forget yeah. when he was a freshman, he should have actually been going to his high school prom. I, there was a lot of high school talk today. Malzahn went on and on about Springdale High School, about Chad Morris. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was and a then, lot. What was it? Because uh, the other day we were talking about Jeremy Pruitt being a high school coach. Yeah. I think we're, we're just big That's high school That's the way of the future. Fans. High school? Yeah. All right. Heard it here first. <laughs> Chad Morris, high school I'll tell you coach. What, yo. Hot take, high school's pretty damn important. High school football? Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty good Have stuff. Have the time of your life, boy. Yeah. Go turn on an episode of Friday Night Lights after you turn off this podcast and just, just chill. Draw just, a bath. But don't watch season two. No. Season two is, is the worst. The absolute worst. I, I think my favorite part of Must Jam today, um, well, he had a good response to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I told him that because um, everybody, everybody's asking all these like three and four part that, questions, which well, is how, the dumbest thing in the world. I don't know. It's aggressive to be like, uh, so it's actually a two part question. I'm sorry. Yeah. And instead, it was like, I have a four part question. It's like, you what? Just, like, write me an essay? Yeah. It's like, who asks a four part question at a press conference? I, yeah. I don't know. Just, I don't understand. It's not that. great. So after, you know, he had been fielding 20 minutes, and he, he always has to ask the, you know, the moderator, what was the second question again? Like, yeah. I forgot because. Why do you ask multiple questions? Just wait, wait and ask another question or just ask the better question. So uh, I told him that I only had a one that I had a one part question for him. And he liked that. He was really appreciative. And then he called out the guy who asked for the four part question. Was the question about CTE again? No. Oh, yeah. That was a question about CTE. He um, at the very end, because because there was another humble brag. Somebody from College Station stood up and was like, you know, you guys haven't beaten Texas A&M in the last four years. Do you focus on that game more than others? And I was like, dang. It's like, no. What do you think a coach is going to say? Yeah, Texas A&M is just all of a sudden more important to us. But you know that Kentucky had to be so upset about that. Oh, yeah. I had no idea they had losing streaks to both those teams. Yeah, and that's when, every, when anyone wants to pump the brakes with South Carolina, it's let's get through Kentucky first. Yeah. And yeah, whenever breaks A and M, when every when everyone talks about South Carolina beating Georgia, it's like okay, let's let's, let's be Kentucky, and then we can talk about I, getting to that level of of college football. I kind of like genuinely felt bad for Kentucky because that that has to be, I'm not exaggerating this. I feel like that might be like their best accomplishment, accomplishment as it a might football be. program. No, no, it, it seriously might be because it. Like last year when they went into South Carolina and they go into Williams Price and they were not expected to win that game. Right. And it was Or the year before. Or the year before. Or the year before. <laughs> or most of the games. Had they won like four straight upsets? Four straight. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they weren't favored. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean last year I think they were at least a touchdown underdog yeah. because South Carolina had already beat NC State. Was it six and a half? Gosh, you remember spreads so well. I do what I can. <laughs> you make some money on that game. <laughs> Thanks, Wait, coach. You- you bet, you bet Kentucky on that game? Yeah. Because of trends? Uh, probably because of trends, yeah. Also because I was not that impressed with what USC had done. I'm, I wasn't, I'm not sold on the Bentley thing. This is last year. This, now I'm all in, though, because it must champ. I asked, uh, asked Bentley about his adult haircut, too, and now that he's not. You How'd know, you phrase it? Because that sounds 12, weird. 12 years old anymore. Hey, well, little you know, kid. He used to come nice in adult here, haircut. He used to come in here with the, you know, the crew cut, and it's, he looked like he was a guy who didn't want to be a, a college student based like on... like a Nike check in the back or something so, like that? No, it wasn't even that. It was like, yeah, I got the, you know, the buzz cut from my mom. My mom gave me a number three and something like that. I used to get that when I was a kid. Yeah. You didn't? When you were like eight. Not from my mom. I used, I, my mom cut hair for a long time. She cut my friend's hair too, so it wasn't that weird. 
She what? My mom, yeah, my was your my mom friends, just like a hairdresser? Yeah, she was pretty good at it. Yeah, my friends would come over and be like, "Hey, can you, can you shave my barber shop at Connors?" Yeah, let's do it. Uh, my favorite thing from Must Champ, hands down, probably one of my the favorite thing from the day, close for the whole week, is at the very end his last comment. They asked uh, somebody asked him why he thinks he was the last person to go at Media Days for the oh, second year in a row, and kind of an odd question, whatever. Instead of answering that, he just took a direct shot at his buddy. Uh, but Kirby, Kirby yeah, and said, I don't know, probably because Kirby's got to go on vacation. Probably go work on basketball because he never beat me in one single game. We were at Valdosta State. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Good for you. That That's was... the worst basketball game ever. <laughs> that sounds terrible to watch. Be like the, uh, what was it, the, the Jimmy Kimmel, um, Ted Cruz yeah. basketball game. Yeah. That'd be pretty similar. Oof. So many fouls would be called in that game. Yes. That would ever just picture them both in like just cotton gray shorts for some reason. Just like, <laughs> oh God. There's so much sweat. Be like watching the Harbaugh brothers play basketball. <laughs> or just grill out. Just Yeah. We we don't need to see that. Um I don't think anybody needs to see that. I do need to see more of of course, Will Muschamp's house. Yeah, that is incredible. We've we've decided that. Um, but yeah, SEC Media Days are a wrap. We talked to the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Feinbaum, oh. about a few different subjects. Uh, he was willing to, to give us some of his time. Marler, you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking I your head? I did not enjoy this interview. What? Yeah. I was caught off guard a little bit. Um, he, he owned you. He, yeah. He dunked on you. Well, I, I was I, a little bit upset about our communication because I thought I had told you the questions I was going to ask. A little peel behind the onion here. Yeah. Little peel behind the onion. Chris got thrown under the bus to Paul Feinbaum. Not entirely. And then he true. owned me, and it was very awkward. And um, yeah, he stared right into my soul. He did. It, like he didn't break eye contact. You know what I realized? So I had never been uh, like standing right next to him before. He's got me beat on height. Oh, that doesn't make me feel better. But thank you. I, well, I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. I think he's got me by a solid inch. And maybe he's wearing lifts because everybody always describes. Hunter, you're wearing him. lifts. Don't tell. He's probably. I mean, that. He, could be, that, he had a nice tie on. That was good. He did. He did. I really liked the, the pink tie going. Uh, but yeah, we had a fun little interview with him. He said that he liked us. He said that he liked us. <laughs> I don't remember that being said, but okay. he said that he liked us. I promise that he liked us. Uh, it had been a long time coming. We were glad to have him on. So here is that interview with the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Feinbaum. We are joined by a very, very, very special guest. It's been a long time coming. It's Paul Feinbaum. You might have heard of him. Um, Paul, we're here at SEC Media Days. Got to ask you the question. Of course, we're going to lead with a Saban question. Uh, Saban yesterday at SEC Media Days blamed the media for this quarterback storyline. Um, so my first question is, do you want to apologize to Nick Saban for creating this storyline? Well, no. Um, but that, that's what makes Nick Saban so great, that he can say something that is patently untrue. and. People go, oh, well, I guess it is the media's fault. Um, Nick Saban created this because he made the, the change in the national championship game. I, I really didn't have much to do with it. I, I would have made the change three or four games earlier. So uh, I'm glad Saban came around to my thinking. In all seriousness, though, are you sick of talking about this on your show nonstop, getting calls about it all the time, all week here? Have you had enough? Yeah, because uh, nothing has really changed. Uh, and I think it's more interesting because Tua was hurt. Uh, if he had not been hurt, he would have beaten Jalen Hurts out in spring. Nick Saban would have come here and said, uh, we have a competition, and everyone would have known he wasn't <laughs> telling us the truth. So uh, now we just have there's a little bit of a mystery. So piggybacking off that, it's Thursday. Media Day is finally over. 
It's been yeah. a long week. Outside of maybe the Jalen and Tua question, what question are you tired of the most? Well, they're, you know, they're really, uh, in, in reviewing four days uh, of media days, uh, the stories have been few and far between. Uh, not to quote Macbeth, but I will. I mean, we've had a lot of uh, sound and fury signifying nothing. I mean, really, nothing happened here. And, and that doesn't mean uh, something always happens here, but there's usually a dominant story. Uh, you know, two years ago, Saban getting into this altercation with some bespeckled uh, former sports writer <laughs> was a big deal. Last year, it was Saban coming off of a loss, which was a big deal. You know, Nick Saban coming off of a win is usually not particularly compelling. And, and yeah, Monday was mildly interesting with Jimbo and, and the Brinks truck that dropped him off at, at the front door and Dan Mullen. But, but even that, I, I mean, by the time you get to July, we, we've already had spring. We've had SEC spring meetings. We've had an occasional golf tournament or two where everyone shows up. I mean, there, there's really nothing left in the tank when you, by the time you get here. Okay, so let's, there's a little game we want to play here. Uh, it's you having to pick a coach to win a game for you in an us-against-the-aliens type thing. Um, you have to pick a new coach, though, in the SEC I to I told, win. I thought I told John Hayes I, I was not doing the alien game. <laughs> the alien game is, is frowned upon. We don't like it. Let's just say win a game on a, on a Saturday in November that you need to keep your job. you gotta, you got to put okay, all your chips on the coach. Let's play it. So who, who of the new coaches in the SEC are you taking? Of the new coaches uh, to win a game? To win a game. I'd probably go Jimbo Fisher. I mean, he has the most experience. He's won the biggest games. I, I almost went with Dan Mullen, though I forgot he lost the Alabama game in the final moment. What's the first thing you're going to do when you walk out of this building and finally get a break from having to talk to people like us? Well, that, that moment already came. It's when I checked out of the hotel. <laughs> uh, you know, what's weird is this is the beginning, but in, in some ways it's also, to me, the end because things quiet down for a week or two. So I, I, this is, this, today reminds me of the last day of school when you were like in sixth grade. You, you, you start hugging everybody goodbye because I, it, it, we won't really see a lot of people until September. So I'm, I'm pretty- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 this is, you know, I will say this. I've, I've been, as you guys may have known, I was a sports writer before I was whatever I am now. So uh, it's a little easier when, when, when you sit up there at that SEC network perch looking down on everyone else, uh, because you don't really have as many encounters, because we have security to keep people like you away. Does that mean we don't get a hug? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a hugging guy. <laughs> we know, uh, you know a lot of people have said that SEC Media Days just kind of needs a little, bit of, a little bit of juice, a little bit of life. Do we need Lane Kiffin at SEC Media Days? Is that the solution? No, but... but he would be. He, he may be here next year, um, but oh, uh, but I've I've argued, and the commissioner doesn't really seem to care. But I really want the fans to participate. Uh, I mean, this was a good idea coming to the Hall of Fame, but I think it's a better idea if you do what the NFL has done, and, and let twenty or thirty or fifty or a hundred thousand fans sit. I, I want the callers to the Feinbaum show asking the questions. I want let's uh, do it. You know, some wacko Auburn fan. To challenge Nick Saban uh, with like some that. with with some unfounded allegation, uh, to me that would make this more entertaining. I mean, nothing against 
all of us, but <laughs> I, I, the only time, yeah, yeah, but I was watching the coverage earlier today and the questions all seem to be the same. I asked some of those questions, so direct yeah. offense taken to that. Uh, Coach Saban, uh, you, know, you have a new right tackle. Uh, those questions have already been asked. Let's ask you some questions that have not been asked. We have Family Feud. It's going to be great. Marler, take it away. So I'm confident none of these questions have been asked throughout the week. Are you ready? I'll put 20 seconds on the clock. You just answer the first thing that comes to mind. First question. If you were a character on The Office, who would you be? I would be the big guy. That's, that's quite true. Okay, thank you. for That's good. Uh, what is the biggest threat to the SEC's dominance? The biggest threat would be the Big Ten. Okay, that's fair. Uh, who retires first, you or Saban? Uh, we're contractually obligated to leave the same I day. I knew it. Uh, best beach in the South? Best what? Best beach in the South. Best beach in the South is kind of a cross between Destin and Kiowa. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Um, scale of 1 to 10, how much fun are you not having right now with this game? Um, I'm actually having fun. Keep okay. Going. All right. Last question. I don't have a lot of fun, so. Well, um, that, I don't believe that. That's not true. Last question. SEC champ this year. That's don't say Mississippi State because Connor's been talking about it all no, year. No, starting in 2009, I, I picked Alabama every year, and I will as long as I live, which I'm not sure if that's a really <laughs> encouraging thought, but I'm going with Alabama. All right. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Paul, this has been fun. Hopefully it wasn't the exact same thing as part of my take. I'd like to think that we're a little no, bit they, better No, they, they got a little bit more into uh, things I did in college, things I've, I've done illegally. Oh, what? Wow. I didn't know oh. that was on the table. Yeah, Dang. no. Jeez. Really? Right, wow. Best arrest story. Go ahead. Uh, you go first. I'll go second. Pretty good rap sheet. You know. Really? Oh, yeah. So okay. I, I mean, I, Any highlights? No. Um, just you, you guys are... Allegedly reporters. Allegedly. No, I'm not. I just started. I mean, so. just don't Google me. Just okay. go, go, look, look, get some records out. You'll see. All right. That's cool. I was arrested uh, a couple right years now. ago for trying to break into Saban's house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A lot tougher than I thought. A lot of street cred. We should close on that note. I don't think uh -huh. we're ever going to top that. No, now I'm scared. Oh, my God. Wow. Paul, thank you. Thank you, Con. We'll thank do it again during the regular season. Can't wait. Appreciate it. Appreciate Paul joining us know that he's uh he's been a busy man this week but it was fun to have him on i think we're gonna have him on during the regular season we'll get him uh on a call or something like that uh yeah paul feinbaum did he put you in a body bag yes or no i mean i'm not i think both of you did so i, well, I did not intend to that's the difference oh okay well good thing that didn't happen that way then he might have i'm sorry it's all good we're good Are we i'm sure fight? no one will ever hear it or ever see it on all over our media Favorite moment of the week from SEC Media Days in Atlanta was what? Honestly, I think Monday and Tuesday because I was not tired, for, first off. Um, no, it's just kind of like getting into all the excitement because it's the start of everything. And then, you know, as the week wears on, like, I still enjoyed myself, but it's like, you know, you're kind of – it's less and less fun, more and more work, I guess. So I really enjoyed the first part of the week. Mainly because I had that tweet. It was like the Bill Snyder one. Yeah, the Bill Snyder tweet. Yeah, that was pretty. That fire. was probably the highlight. Yeah, that was that was pretty solid. And getting to see like all these people that you know, I always joke around and say that, that have blocked me on Twitter, um, but seeing guys like because you know this has been my favorite thing watching college football since I was a kid and growing up with it and um, starting to work with Saturday on South like last year. It's really cool to see all those people, and you know realize I'm the same as you. You just have a lot more money and fame than me.
<laughs> we are we are officially colleagues. We are equals. We yeah. Are on the same level. Yeah, I would agree though. My my favorite moment was uh, this is going to come out like a cop out, but for me it was just getting to interview all of our guests. I had fun with all of them. I mean, Feinbaum, you know, Aaron Murray, getting across talk to Aaron Chris Dorian, good. and then oh, little little sneak preview got Peter Burns coming next week. That was fun too. Next week, that's a little bit more evergreen. We didn't get into as much like SEC Media Day specific podcasts, right. so that's why we saved it for next week. But Peter was absolutely phenomenal. Me he and was him awesome. was really great. He was he's a really really great dude yeah he he absolutely is i would love to have peter on for like you know a half hour or something like that i feel like we could really yeah. get into some good stuff with him but he was he was good he was right up our alley he was like the most similar breed of human to us i think because we were both adopted we're, and ran all around the southeast <laughs> i love yeah. bun b the best friends that was that was fair enough yeah he had a really great story about bun b yeah. gosh that was fantastic so, bun but <laughs> My my yeah my favorite my favorite part of this week was just getting to do all those things, doing these interviews. Um, little little peek, peek behind the onion here was uh, getting getting all these set up is really difficult. People have crazy busy schedules yeah. here, but it's just fun to be able to actually be here in person to be able to do this because you can DM people, you can text people, but you know there there are only so many people who are going to be willing to respond and help you yeah. out. And so thank you to everybody who has helped us out this week. College Football Hall of Fame, huge. Huge help. Yeah, so a special shout-out to them because I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but I'm just going to say what say happened. It. So since I used to um, work over there, as like I emcee their tailgate every Saturday, I knew the people that were still working and, you know, had a little bit of in with them. They hooked us up all weekend. Huge. Yeah. So special shout-out to them. They were fantastic. Really appreciate that. Can't say it enough. Brought them donuts the one day. Probably should have brought them donuts every day with how helpful they were. Yeah. But that was the only reason we were allowed to be on the third floor to, to film all these interviews. Right. And, and it was great. So thank you uh, to Robert and all them. And um, hopefully we'll see you next year. Oh, it's going to be in it's gonna be in Birmingham. That's right. That's right. Uh, Atlanta was was an interesting setup. I think for the market itself was was great to have it here. And I don't know how much fans actually care about it, the, the location of it. I think maybe we in the media care more about it because right. we're the ones who consistently travel to this. The setup itself, you know, no no fan cares about the fact that it was in two separate buildings that you kind of had to go in between the College right. Football Hall of Fame and the Omni. But, um, you know, we were still able to, to do a lot of fun stuff. It's It's been fantastic. It really has. And I, I love getting to do stuff like this. And I hope that we're going to get to do more. One meal a day was not okay. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Let's, I, we're, I'm, I'm a hungry up, growing boy. Yeah. Even though I'm an inch shorter than Feinbaum. I'm a hungry growing boy. I, you know, I will say that having an Atlanta was great to have multiple fan bases right so you had like a, a bigger variety of fans you didn't see like you know last year we went to birmingham i got there on wednesday and the entire place is packed they had like this little just cattle herd of bama fans in the like very middle of the lobby and i thought that's how it was every day right that was it it was just next day there's like maybe just a couple of auburn fans around this week we saw tennessee fans saw some missouri fans mm -hmm. saw some people that were just trying to get autographs to sell later because they were fans of everybody apparently yeah. That was great. SEC Media Days are going to be going to big, big city venues, we think. We think Nashville moving forward. Definitely a possibility. Birmingham, yeah. Shreveport. Shreveport. Topeka. Shreveport does not like you still. I, I don't like Shreveport. That's, that is mutual. <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with Shreveport. How about the guy we met last night who was fantastic? Um, he works for Fox News, in, uh, or not Fox News, but Fox Sports out of Houston. Right. And uh, his name is Chris. I can't, uh, Chris Cordy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Super nice guy. And he was saying how uh, he was hoping it would be moved to New Orleans, which is the worst idea ever. That would not end well. Uh, I wouldn't make that trip. Yeah. 
Well, you wouldn't survive that trip. I, I wouldn't make the trip. Yeah. Because you be wouldn't tough. put yourself in that position. I would just be like probably drunk at the airport when I got there. Yeah. So, so we're getting a little bit sappy about media days because it has come and gone uh, four days flew by so fast yeah that was, that was like a i just got into like a green day wake me up when september and song summer flew it's by july. so fast yeah it's it's july you know what, what's kind of cool i wrote my article today that is now up humble brag on wow. uh on saturday on south don't start because you do it every time and <laughs> Feinbaum said the exact same thing so we're basically best friends i can he see said that. this is kind of like the beginning or the end of the beginning i like that yeah. that's metaphorical he uh, said it a lot better than i did it is not the end of discussion about alabama's quarterbacks Got to talk one real thing, one quick thing here. Lane Kiffin said that he thinks Alabama's going to end up playing two quarterbacks in the first game because Nick Saban doesn't want one of them to transfer. Where have we heard this before? Uh, on every single person that has ever commented on this ever. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. I don't I, necessarily agree with him though. I don't think it's because he doesn't want him to transfer. It's just I don't think he's going to have decided who the starting quarterback is. And I still say Jalen starts. Man, I disagree. I disagree. Let's not get into it because we've been talking about this for four I know, straight days. Gosh, we're going to have so much more time to talk about this. If you really, really want to talk about the quarterback battle, there are going to be plenty more opportunities. I'm Listen sure we're to gonna... literally any podcast that was here this week because it's all we talked about. I know. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. Uh, I think I've got, and it might mean too much for us. I know you do. I do. I do. I definitely do. So, Tiger Jake, I got to meet him today. Sick brag. Tiger Jake was pretty cool, adorable little dog. I think we're best friends now. I think that's fair to say. I think that's fair to say. Um, but I learned a little bit more just about the the, the, the background of, of what he is. What he's been through. What he's been through. Uh, yeah, Tiger Jake, for those of you who don't know. I want you to read Auburn, this like Tom Rinaldi. There's an Auburn fan who paints his but dog. But what if these dogs were eaten? Every single Saturday. Auburn home games. Yeah, so Tiger Jake is become he's become a fixture of Media Days and is now at these Auburn home games all the time. They go to every home game. They go to a few road games a year. Uh, they're apparently gonna be going to Alabama this year. Maybe they're gonna go to Georgia too. They're gonna be a fan day, so you can take pictures with Tiger Jake. Tiger Jake is a very well-behaved dog. He's a Maltese. He doesn't shed. So for those of you who are wondering about, are we what confident it's, it's still alive? Uh, we're we're confident that it's alive. I'm not sure it's healthy. But yeah, because they spray paint this dog. Yeah, it's uh, it's every eight weeks. Jinx the cat. Jinx, Jinx the cat. Oh yeah, the yeah. That's, the parents, that's yeah. all this is. Jinx the cat survived. Did he? Well, that was the they spray painted the other cat to right. look like Jinx the that's cat. Yeah. We don't know what happened with the other cat. Boom. So TBD, just like Alabama's quarterback. Sorry situation. to ruin your story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Tiger Jake was was an adorable little dog, I must say. Uh, this is his third season. Being a being a Tiger Jake, well, actually, one season he was painted as an eagle. I found out, and this, the other two seasons were as a tiger. I this can't. Is, I, this, this, that's twenty one years technically. Oh, because dog years. Yeah. that's a good point. He got colored Thursday last week, and for all you Auburn fans who are worried, his color is going to be done right before the first home game does, yeah. of this year. So. I love seeing how adorable this is that you are like <laughs> did, so blown away. I by did like, reporting. I did investigative journalism. Yeah. So I had this conversation with him last year, but you like you're the right person to have this conversation with because I was like, oh, that's cool. This is real weird. This yeah. is real weird. But he's a super nice guy. Oh, he's it's really just nice. That guy. Dog, I feel bad for that dog. I got his card too. His he has a Ron. card. Yeah, his name's Ron. You want to see it? Not really. All right. I'll see you <laughs> later. No, pull out the card. Is it just? A, All right. No, what I got could a card. The card. B. I got a card. It's not uh, a business card. No, it's like a business card though. Um, 
sick brag. I got like a few business cards. Is it like a baseball card? No, it's uh, it's painted Tiger Jake on the front of it, of course, and then on the back, it's got like a please support your local animal shelter, all that good stuff, which obviously you should do. It's just interesting that yeah, you see that. Yeah, dogs. Spray paint them against their will. It's uh, He's very obedient, I must say that. He's very obedient. He's a big Tiger fan. His favorite win of last year was the Iron Bowl, but beating a, Georgia wasn't bad either. He's a dog. It's this a direct is, quote from a dog. <laughs> That's the definition of it might mean too much. Uh, that story is going to be coming to you on the SDS. And if you don't, if you haven't seen this, head over to the Instagram page for Saturday Down South. Check it out. We've been trying to post stuff there all week. Oh, yeah. Um, there's an adorable just glamour shot of, t- of Connor and Tiger Jake. I used a filter. Sorry. Oh, my God. There's hashtag a filter. So I, um, we, had, we had a little bit of a caption contest today. We've been doing it all week, giving out free STS stickers. The winner. Are you ready for this? Yes. Do you want to read it? You want me to read it? You there's read some, it. There's some ones in here. That it's going to make me cry, so you read it. No, I don't, I'm not going to do that to you. Um, best lookalike at SEC Media Days. That was you. Dog abuse. Um, Wait, they, they said I look like, Jake, like Tiger Jake? Yeah. Wow. That's kind of hurtful. <laughs> yeah, people on the internet are mean. I look like a, like a painted dog. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Let's see here. Looks like Marty Smith hosting an episode of Animal Planet. That you see, was pretty that's good. that's that pretty nice. good. That's a compliment. Uh, my personal favorite. This guy should be deported. All right. <laughs> well, okay. That's aggressive, Jason Brady. Okay. Um, and then it's not my dog, Jason. <laughs> totally disowning it right now. Um, the winner though is Katie Baird Ten, who said she called it the Lick Six. That's, I'm, I'm a big fan of puns. That was good. That's good. Yeah. That's an all-time. And the rest of them were pretty mean, so I, I went with that one. That is fantastic. But congratulations. So just send us your mailing address. Um, <laughs> we'll you that sounds really creepy. And, uh, and team of choice. And we will send you a free sticker in the mail. Yes. We also have some five-star reviews. Some humble brag five-star reviews. If you guys have not sent a five-star review in yet, or you want to do another because... You're that cool. Oh, you know what my favorite part of the week was? I just realized this. My favorite part of the week was when we were walking, oh, or I was walking yeah, on the yeah. carpet, and that guy yelled out, Marler. I had no idea who he was. Yep. Um, and then we started talking, and he was giving us all of his answers as to what should have been said on the Office podcast. Yes. Because he recognized me from the podcast. I love that. That was really cool. We've done a lot of humble bragging in the last uh, like 15 minutes here. Well, I, I had to catch up at some point. I know, we I, did. I mean, I was due. <laughs> um, here are the five-star reviews. Actually, we're going to read one three-star review because it's... It sounded s- like a five-star review. Seemingly nicer than the other five-star yeah. reviews. The first one uh, is from Cottonmouth Tech. All right. It's a beautiful community college. It says, I love listening to this podcast. Four exclamation points. There we go. That was five stars. Okay. For three stars. I hope this sounds like a compliment. It already, it already does not. I intend it to be. Listening to these guys talk is like riding around with your best friends to an away game. The only thing missing is a red solo cup and some roadside boiled peanuts. I enjoy this on my commute every day. How did you take the time to write such nice things, sir? And then that's from Jay Hancher. And then only click three stars. Here's, a, here's what we'll do. We will forgive you if you go back and give us an additional five-star review and then tell all of your friends to give us a five-star review. That will be fine. Let's just say we're going to forgive him, and like we'll say we really appreciate it. We, we do appreciate yeah. it. Those are, those are nice words. I'm just going to read People that. People don't forget. Yeah. And the very last one is from George Mitchell Dog. 
You guys are my favorite football. Man, I just words are so, tough. It's I been a so long excited. week, man. Uh, you guys are my favorite college football podcast right now. I like to listen while lightly exerting myself at the gym, like Marler. Yep. But for real, thanks for what you do. You're good for at least two to three LOLs with a Z nice. per episode, plus some good info and compelling debate. Bright futures ahead for you both. He wrote that before the fine bond thing, though. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's his, that was super complimentary. I want to update that. But when I heard that, I thought to myself, I want to be the all-time best podcast that you listen to. Yeah, I didn't like that. Like little right now, middle school relationship. I, think. Yes. I like you guys right now. In perpetuity. Let's get it going, man. I don't so, know what that word means, but yeah, sure. It's a big word. Yeah, I'm. You know what? It's t- it's over. The week's over. I'm gonna take a nap. I heard media members using the word like proliferate in, in questions. I'm like, I wouldn't know how to answer that question. I was asleep most of the time. That's why I have my glasses on. Oh, yeah, I was like Michael Scott smart. driving. <laughs> my sunglasses are so dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a fun week here. We appreciate you guys joining. Uh, following along all of our you know tweets and podcasts, three podcasts in one week. I don't know if we're ever going to top that again. Aren't you glad we did three now? I'm glad we did three. Idiots. I'll be honest. I wanted to save the Wednesday one for Thursday and just make it two. Yeah, so we could have talked about less things. Like We gave you more less, because yeah. it just means something. Oh, it just means more. That's what go. they say. That's Nailed what people could say. Uh, yeah, but we're going to be coming back to you guys next week. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff. I'm going to be at Big Ten Media Days next week, so <laughs> you're going to have fun talking You will not be getting that. three podcasts next week because I will be like Connor was yesterday, and I will pitch a fit if I have to talk about the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, I will provide all the Big Ten takes on the SEC, what Jim Harbaugh has to say about Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, and no, nobody really cares I mean, about that. Like, it's weird when Vandy's up with like two bigger names, like Auburn and Carolina. What is it even like at Big Ten Media Days? They have all right, seven today we got day. Illinois. We have Purdue. We have Minnesota. You hate on Purdue, but Purdue won seven games last year. Cool. Just, Neat. I'm just, I'm just saying. Purdue beat the only SEC team it faced last year, so too. Just time. saying. Okay. Just saying. All right. Well, from SEC Media Days, we bid you adieu. We bid you adieu. Thanks, guys. Remember, might mean too much. <laughs> <laughs>